This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by InPen from Companion Medical. Please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box Podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise, and to always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. The InPen is America's only FDA cleared smart insulin pen and app system. InPen works like other pens, it's just a lot smarter. You can use an InPen like any other injector pen. The difference in InPen is that it tracks each dose and delivers your data to a secure app on your smartphone. So finally, there's no complicated math and no logbook to update. I urge you to go to companionmedical.com or click on the links in your show notes or the ones that are available at juiceboxpodcast.com. Welcome to Ask Scott and Jenny. In today's episode, I, Scott, and Jenny, Jenny Smith from the Diabetes Pro Tips series and Defining Diabetes, you know Jenny. Jenny works at Integrated Diabetes. She's a CDE, a registered pump trainer, CGM trainer, dietitian. She has type one. If Jenny caught a foul ball at a baseball game, she'd give it to your kid. Today, Jenny and I are gonna talk about the importance of hydration and we're going to have an extended conversation about the impact that blood sugars have on function, mood, and just living with type 1 diabetes. It becomes a really longer conversation than I expected it to, but we're not just going to talk about how low blood sugars make you feel, but maybe why they make you feel that way, as well as highs. Then I'll kind of tell a story about Arden's seizure and actually cover something in my own health. It's comprehensive. You ready? Please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise, and to always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. I'm going to ask my question. Yeah. So Arden started school up last week, and first two days were great, you know, and then there was the weekend, and then Monday came, and her blood sugar went up to like 140. I couldn't get it back down. Then she ate and I couldn't get it under 180. And then it sat there and sat there and sat there. And I was like, what's going on? And uh, tried everything that you would think of until I landed on the answer. And the answer was Arden gets up in the morning. She leaves for school. Arden's not a breakfast person. Not when she goes to school. She is on the weekends, but not when she goes to school. So she'll run out the door, she goes to school, sometimes breakfast, or sometimes they, she has lunch this year two different times, 10.30 and 12 o'clock. So every other day it changes, just to make things fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. So here's what ended up being the issue. Arden was dehydrated. I stuck a oh, bottle of water in front of Arden, and I was like, uh, drink the water. She takes a little sip of it like a demure princess at a tea party. And I'm like, no, 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 slug the water back now. Like, I need you to get a half a bottle of this water in right now. So she complained and bemoaned, this is not what it is, leave me alone, blah, blah, blah. She didn't do it, didn't do it. Blood sugar climbs and climbs and climbs. We're bolusing, nothing's happening. I finally, she starts getting a little surly because her blood sugar's higher. And I get more direct. And I'm like, look, drink the water or, you know, I'm going to kick you out of the house. I don't, I forget what I, I forget what I said, you know, but I, you know, it was just like more direct about it. So she bangs this water in and 10 minutes later, diagonal down arrow. And here comes her blood sugar down. 
and levels out and we're good. The next day, she gets up for school. She doesn't drink water. Her blood sugar is difficult. As soon as I get her to push water, it's now all of a sudden the pump does what I expect it to. I don't know if you know that phrase or if people listening have that idea. Like I always think of it like, is the infusion site acting the way I expect? That's one of the ways right. I kind of inspect the infusion site in my mind. Is it yep. doing what I think it should be doing? And this was the same thing. That's why I was like, oh, God, is it the infusion site? Is it, you know, you know, people start going through right. the insulin. The insulin, yeah. Is the moon out of phase? Like, you know, you start, right. you start <laughs> running through these litany of things that are probably not at the core of what's going on. Anyway, that's it. It was dehydration. But I really would like you to talk about that a little bit because I think it is, I think a lot of people are not hydrated properly. And I think we mm -hmm. spend a lot of time chasing blood sugars around that might be fixed with a bottle of water. That's a great, a great one to bring up. And I, I, in fact, I just, I just had a conversation with a mother of an athlete who I specifically addressed the hydration component with, um, also around like CGM too, yeah. you know, CGMs, remember CGMs are reading interstitial glucose not reading blood glucose from your bloodstream. It's reading your interstitial glucose, which means that hydration makes a difference yes. for how well the CGM is giving you data. Mm -hmm. um, same thing for hydration in the body and insulin flow and insulin action and movement and everything. You know, if you think about, we all wake up dehydrated. Unless you are somebody who drinks water through the night, you know, every time you get up to pee or whatever, 99% of people wake up dehydrated in the morning. That's why I weigh myself in the morning. Yes. Yes. Exactly. It's actually it's called a dry weight. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Dry weight, dehydrated with no clothes on is the best time to weigh yourself. Yep. There's another little tidbit. Of yeah. course. Oh, and I um, flap my arms trying to make <laughs> I'm like, maybe this will get me off the ground a little bit. Um, I that. That, I, that is a really humorous well, She's got the visual. Saying. The rest of you are just imagining it, but I'm actually flapping my hands. So. Uh, but yeah, hydration. In fact, it's a, it's a trick that I um, came across myself um, in starting to do like workouts in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, knowing that I was dehydrated, I was drinking some water before I would head to the gym. And I was like, huh, my blood sugar... Even on mornings that I wasn't then going to the gym and I was drinking my big slug glass of water, you know, like probably it was probably at least a 12 ounce glass of water in the morning when I got up. I didn't have that weird, dramatic change in blood sugar. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the problems post meal that I, you know, was trying to beat down with extra insulin before. And hydration is huge. If you drink a big thing of water when you wake up in the morning, Oftentimes, not only does it wake up your digestive system without a carb component being there to cause a significant rise, but you're also adding hydration to a system that needs it. Your insulin can work better. It can flow better. You've got better circulation. Yeah. It's one of those situations where you can see yourself as diabetes when you should still be thinking about yourself as person too. And yeah. I just gave privately advice to somebody who said they were fighting with what they, you know, they, they were calling it the dawn phenomenon. That's what anybody calls any blood sugar between 4 a.m. and 8 a.m. that they don't like. They're like, it's the dawn phenomenon. I'm like, you have no idea if it is or not, but okay. <laughs> and, um, and so my, we talked through this guy's problem and I said, I'll tell you what, for about a week, why don't you put a glass of water at your bedside? And when you open up your eyes, just bang it back. 
And it's my son gets up early in the morning to play baseball. And I tell him all the time, like, hydrate yourself right away. It wakes your brain up. It, you know, it it does so many things for you. Um, And one of them, or a lot of them, are the things Jenny just said. And, you know, I started off by talking about how it could um, stop insulin from doing what you expect. But Jenny makes a great point. And Dexcom would be the first to tell you if you're not if you're not hydrated, your CGM might not work correctly. And maybe, so maybe that even goes back to Melissa's question. I don't know. I don't know how well Melissa drinks water. It could be pieces of a lot of, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you know, hydration, even just from that standpoint of overall health, if you think about, you know, being dehydrated is like having like molasses in January running through your blood, running through your system, right? And if you think of all the things that are supposed to be circulating in your body, in your bloodstream, all the nutrients and the wonderful things that are supposed to get to certain parts to heal and rebuild and restructure the body and keep you running healthy. Mm -hmm. If you've got like mud running in your system, think how hard it is to heal and repair your body. Yes. Yep. There we go. I fixed all your problems. Have a glass of water. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jenny agreed. <laughs> Drink your water. So we're finished. I agree. Yeah. Dad, my kids don't know anything, honestly. They're they're excited when they get to have like a a glass of juice at grandma's house because they only know water. That's yeah. that's all they drink. They're like, this is amazing. <laughs> I know. They're like, what is this, Mom? I'm like, this is called juice. Yeah. We should we, get some. Nope. Uh, nope. We, we don't need it. But uh it's amazing. Is it you then, enjoy it? That's why grandma's <laughs> great and that's that. That's right. I have one here. I have one here from Rebecca. Um, she asks if you could explain the biology behind blood sugar changes in relation to mood. So the actual biology of it. I mean, I think it's mm. I think it's something we all recognize, right? Like the simple one to point out is if your blood sugar gets too low, you know, I've heard stories that are that are are massively um sad, you know, uh, from adults, you know, a spouse of a, of a man, especially whose blood sugar gets low and they're still as strong as they were, but now they don't know what they're doing and they can get, you know, violent even sometimes if your blood sugar is low enough, you know, besides, you know, the ones we know you can get dizzy, uh, lightheaded, sweaty, you know, there's these things that happen. Those are the obvious ones. I don't think we talk enough about, and I try to make a point about them on the podcast because I think a lot of parents don't. I don't think a lot of parents lend enough credence to the idea that, you know, their kids are acting like jerks, but, but, you know, you're also, you know, their blood sugar has been 250 for a week. Um, but can you, do you, right. do you know, like, can you speak to it on a, on a biological level? On a biological level. And I don't know if she's asking, if she's asking like the biology behind how you feel when blood sugar is too high or too low or the biology behind what stress and mood do to blood sugar? Well, I think here's what I took out of it. Wow, Rebecca, we've got three different questions out of your question. Here's what I always want to know. We'll start with me because, you know, it's my podcast. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so let's go with what I want to know first. What, let's go with Scott. <laughs> what happens in the brain? Like, so when you're low, I realize there's less blood or less sugar in your blood. And that sugar is sort of the energy your brain works off of, right? So but why do you start losing functionality when it gets lower? It's not even a diabetes question, really. Yeah, I mean, from a, I mean, from just basic physiology, your brain does it. It works off of glucose or 
you know, sugar. So we have to make sure that we're maintaining this base level so that our brain can send out all the signals and perform the way that it's meant to, essentially that we're thinking the way that we're supposed to think as a normal human being. If there's not enough glucose there, the brain is deprived. And so it's almost like it's almost like the effect of alcohol on the brain, right? You sort of get this like loopy inability to put thoughts together, sometimes not very cohesive language that comes out. And you might be talking about very weird things and people are like, that's totally not what we're talking about. Are you okay? You know, so when the brain isn't getting that sugar energy that it needs, it can't perform. It's doing the best that it can. And it's almost like the signals just are not connecting quite the right way for and and that can lead to some mood components. There are many people who have said, um, especially when I used to work um, clinically inpatient, there are some older people with type two who would comment, well, my, my husband gets belligerent when he's got these low blood sugars and he tries to throw the, the jars at me from the kitchen and whatever. And I'd be like, well, don't get too angry at him. One, not thinking clearly, this is what happens with a low blood sugar. You know, these are the ways to prevent it, blah, blah, blah. But that's pretty normal. Some people do have like this brute strength. They get violent when blood sugar gets so low. And again, from a from a true physiology, I don't know all of the real reasons that that happens other than the fact that the brain is just not getting what it needs and it it can't think the right way. Yeah. I have one thing to add and I have a, a theory which is based in nothing. But my thing to add is that Arden had a seizure from too much insulin when she was two, right after she was mm-hmm. diagnosed. Like I gave her too much insulin, she had a seizure. And one day we were talking about it in the kitchen. And I had a video camera out for a completely different reason. And I just pushed record on it and let her tell me about the the seizure. Um, it's on YouTube and a lot of people have watched it. But at a point she says that uh, she sounded like a monster and uh, she's two. And she said she saw colors. And so her eyes didn't work. I saw colors and then they were back or something like that. She talked to So she lost her sight during it. And mm-hmm. I saw it happen because I reached out to put my hand on her and me touching her scared the crap out of her. She didn't know you were there. She didn't know I was there anymore. Um, and um, she says she sounded like a monster because she couldn't talk. She was growling. So in her voice, you'll, you can hear it in this video. She's like, I couldn't talk. I sounded like a monster. So she was grunting. It was really something. And I always wondered, is that your body saying, is it confused? Like you're saying, like things are just going haywire and I'm about to short circuit and shut off. Or is it shutting down unnecessary systems trying to keep you alive? To conserve. Right. Because it's, it can, it's just trying to do your basic function stuff and keep you alive. Like I, I don't know the answer, but in the, in that space has got to be the answer somewhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Now that I bummed everybody out going to, by the way, she was fine. We put glucose in her cheek and she woke right up. Uh, it was really not that much trouble. I tried Chinese food before I knew what I was doing. Uh, <laughs> I'm better now. Uh, High blood sugars, though, um, cause – so I just talked about it. I don't know if it will make it into this episode or not, but Arden was really dehydrated. Her blood sugar got high, 
And then she got combative. I was like, the more mm -hmm. I asked her to drink a bottle of water, by the time her blood sugar was up in the high 200s, she was, you know, annoyed asking, with oh, you. Asking me, her to drink that water, it was like I told her to get up, fly across the room, and, you know, and she was like, I can't do that. And I was like, I just, you can. It's right there. Just drink it. You, you know, <laughs> she flew right. up. Now, I'll tell you the amazing part is she drank the water, her blood sugar came down. We talked again 45 minutes later, and her personality was right back again. Yeah. So, why does that even? So, happen? I mean, highs. Uh, again, everybody's symptoms and what comes out of them high or low are a little bit different person to person. But from the high standpoint, it, it's kind of similar highs and kind of almost what we talked about with the hydration component. There's this like slog of like mud and muck yeah. kind of gunking up everything there, right? There's way too much glucose. So many people complain about like the fatigue and inability to like really put the thoughts together and the fatigue component being different than like, gosh, I just didn't sleep very well last night fatigue. The fatigue is an all-encompassing mental fatigue and it feels like your body is weighed down by bricks and you're trying to walk through mud right. now, that's high do you know at all if you stay high we all know if you stay high long enough your body tries to become accustomed to it does, does that mm -hmm. go away eventually that like or is it is it just a level of eh that you're used to living with I would say the latter. It's a level of feeling that you get used to living with, mm -hmm. with, which is why many times if people have been living high and they bring blood sugars down or bring them down too quickly, they can actually have low blood sugar, simple, low blood sugar symptoms at a more normal value until their body again gets accustomed to that more normal value. And they realize then well, gosh, I feel better. I'm performing better. My test results, if I'm a kid, I'm performing better in school. I'm learning better. It doesn't take me three hours to study two math problems. I can get through it like this. So there is, you know, a, def a definite difference there. But from, from the mood standpoint, you, you would be very cranky too if you had this sort of like sluggish, I just, why are you bugging me? Go away. Stop right. bugging me. That's kind exactly of. how Arden reacted. Yeah. I've said this a couple of times in the podcast, and I, I don't know how comfortable people are when I get really um, emotional and, and talk very seriously, but I think that one of the reasons I love making this podcast is because I think everyone deserves to be who they authentically would be if they're not being impacted by low or high blood sugars or variable swings or any of the things Jenny just explained. So, you know, I mean, think about it like that when you're struggling to figure out how to make a bolus or how to, you know, where to do a temp basil, the end result for you is going to be like this person, like who they would have gotten to be if they didn't have diabetes and their blood sugars right. bouncing all over the place. Like you owe that to yourself and and to the people you love is, and to, to try your as hard as you can to get to that spot. It's just, it's, it's unfair to think like I, you know, I talk to people sometimes who are adults and there's a one that always pops into my head. It's this woman in her like late thirties and she's a single mother of a lot of children. She told me her A1Cs are over 12 for years and I helped her and she got her blood sugars down in range and very quickly. 
And as happy as she was to see it happen, you could see how devastating it was to her that it was that easy and that she had lived all that time. And you could hear when she was talking to me that she was beginning to wonder, like, what did I miss in my life that I don't even know I missed, you know? And so... And or some of the mood component, if she's got many children that she's managing on her own, what did she miss in being able, like different communication method or different way of working with and through problems with her kids and addressing things and even helping them learn and all of those things, you know, along the way. And I mean, now she can thankfully go forward and do what she wants to do and feel good about it and feel good doing it, you know, but. I don't talk about my own health on here very often, but I, for some reason, don't retain iron. So uh, a couple of times in my life, my iron's gotten very low. The last time it happened was in 2019. So, um, you know, you go to a doctor and you try a new doctor because you think, well, the last time this happened, the guy was just like, gave me a bunch of supplements. I never really felt like I bounced back, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I try, I'll try a different doctor. So, of course, anyone who knows anything about low iron, the first thing he thinks when he sees my low iron is, so you have cancer because obviously you're bleeding internally somewhere and we can't see it. So the guy's face changes and I'm looking at him I'm like in the office, I'm like, man, I don't have cancer, man. Like I know, <laughs> I know what you're thinking and all, but this happens to me. Can we just get past it? Well, he goes through all the steps and those steps take months. He wants to uh, do a capsule study of my esophagus. I have to get scoped from both sides, right? Um, that was fun. Hold on a second. Drink something. So I got scoped from both sides. I had to swallow a camera. Um, I had to stop eating corn and gluten. None of those things had any impact on my iron, by the way. Actually, the not eating the corn and gluten actually made my iron go down. Um, so now they they ruled everything out. And I sit, and the whole time I'm just I'm like, look, can you just like get a bag of iron and hang it on an IV and jam it in me? Like that'd be great, you know? Um, oh yeah, we'll do that at the end if none of this other stuff calls out. I could never figure out why they wouldn't just do it then. So I, over this six month period of getting all these tests done, I'm declining. Like really declining, mm-hmm. looking bad, starting to gain weight for no reasons. And it turns out after I got two bags of iron finally, and I'm back to my own peppy happy self, I was, and I'm going to have to bleep this out, I apparently was quite a <laughs> um, at around my house. And so I had no ability to like handle anything. Like, like if something got annoyed, I was at a hundred. If I was mad, I was mad. If like, you know, if you were irritated me, I was completely irritated. I had no ability. Now who would even know this? Right. And so I was Mm -hmm. just, I was terrible. I'm telling you, they put that iron in and it was just. And you were back to you. back, Back to myself right now. Now here's the problem. And the reason I bring this up, even though my family knows that intellectually, it didn't stop them from having to live through it of me just being unpleasant. And I think that that's something to keep in mind, too, in extended families, like with diabetes, too. My kids' blood sugar is always lower, always high. Even though you know cognitively, oh, it's because of their blood sugar, it doesn't mean that you don't feel it the same. Like, do you know what I mean? Right. Like, it it, it could Because you still have to handle it. Yeah. It could mess with with your relationship. So. Yeah. All the time I tell you, it's far easier to stay in range and all the good things that come with it. I think this is another good thing that comes with it. I think you get to be yourself and get to have the relationships you are going to have. Then you can just hate each other for the right reasons. 
That's right. Absolutely. You can be angry because of spilled milk because it really is spilled milk. Yeah, but at least you'll be at least you'll hate them for the right reason, damn it. They'll be clarity for the in your right life. Reason. That's all. All right. That's right. That's, exactly. That's fun, Jenny. Um Speaking of iron, do you um do you get enough vitamin C? I believe I do. Although, by the way, now that I stopped, they made me stop eating gluten and corn. I was just like, huh, that's cool. Now I, I have a hard time eating food anymore. Like, I'm almost a vegan. I'll tell you what's stopping me from being a vegan. I don't like vegetables. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I seriously, like, now my body doesn't even, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't do that well with, like, meats and proteins anymore. Like, I'm just, I'm easier when I'm not eating. I did a baked potato fast one time. I've never been happier. Just eat baked Eating potatoes. Just baked potatoes. Yeah, it was as thin as I'd ever been. Nice. I felt great. It's wonderful. It had all the vitamins and nutrients I needed in it. Anyway, I don't know what happened to me. But One I, I've never heard of. I'll tell you about it privately. <laughs> never okay. heard of the baked potato fast. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Huge thank you to InPen for sponsoring this episode of Ask Scott and Jenny. Please check them out at companionmedical.com if you're an MDI user looking for a smarter insulin pen. Or you're just a person who, you know, doesn't want to pump, this is the way to go. InPen rocks. CompanionMedical.com. If you'd like to see the InPen in action, you can see it in Fiona Wild's hands a lot at her Instagram page. It's Fiona, F I O N A underscore Wild, W Y L D E. Go check her out. At the end of this, I'm going to put in the audio from that YouTube video I told you about, about Arden describing her seizure. It's a little noisy, so you can try it, and if you don't like it, skip out on it, and then you can maybe find it on YouTube. But uh, I just thought I'd put it here in case you're interested. But it's old audio from, like, an old video camera, so, you know, let's not expect the clarity that you're getting right now in my voice. In my ear, because it's just like an old man and an old girl. It's an old man that looks like an old girl. Are you talking about when your blood sugar gets low? Yeah, but when I like talking not really good and stuff. You weren't able to talk? Right, and then what happened? Did your voice make a different sound? Uh-huh. Do you remember that? It, 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 it makes like, uh, how did your eyes work when you were having your seizure? It was really supported by it to what I was doing. It was, it was real dark and I was scary. I looked like a monster. It was real dark and yeah. you, it was scary? Yeah. You feel like you turned into a monster? Yeah, you didn't turn into a monster, sweetie. You couldn't see and you couldn't talk. You didn't know you were doing it? No, we don't think you knew you were doing it. It happened because your blood sugar got low. It, it looks like my, my eyes got green and then they just got a color again. They got green and then they changed colors again? Yeah. Oh. You're pointing at. What? You're pointing at. Oh, you just saw that the camera was pointing at you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you pointing at me or taking a picture? Yeah. You don't want your picture taken? No, I just thought people would think it was interesting to hear what it sounded like when you were having your seizure. I was scary. I looked like a monster. 